I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm a retired financial advisor. I have a group of people that follow me on my Discord. We call ourselves a tribe. And um, basically, I preach my uh, investment philosophy. Uh, I, be, Having been a financial advisor, I recognize that most financial advisors, in fact, all financial advisors, basically uh, assess what your risk tolerance is, what your goals are, and then build a portfolio to achieve your goals while staying within your risk tolerance, if that's attainable, or they have to adjust your risk tolerance accordingly. Uh, and that's how most people manage their money. I ch and then the other way people manage their money is they are day traders or they are swing traders and they are looking for the, the quick buck. I basically equate that to, to gambling. And if you're going to gamble, you better be the smartest guy at the table, whether it's roulette or it's blackjack or it's poker. If there's somebody on the table that's smarter than you, you're probably going to lose eventually and go home with less than you have. And that's how I approach the stock market. I, I can either play the averages and stand on the side and invest in the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones or or I can invest in, in the bond market and, and just be a participant on the sidelines and deal and, and basically ending up with whatever I get. I choose to do it a different way, and that is to take myself out of that game and just and beat it by understanding the area that I focus on better than the smartest guy in the room, thus becoming the smartest guy in the room. In order to do that, though, you need to study. You need to understand how the market works and, more importantly, how our economic and geopolitical structure works and how we got to where we are. So I have told my tribe that I'm going to dedicate about four videos to teaching my method of investing. And this is the first one. Um, so I'm, I'll plug it in as I can. It may, they may come uh, repetitively or it just depends on what's happening on the given day that I, I decide to, to publish this. The first thing, and I want to teach it like a, a college investment course. So I'm going to start that way. Uh, but first, I've got to advise you, I'm not your financial advisor. I'm here for education purposes and entertainment purchases, and we'll get started in just a second. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. I think, first and foremost, you need to understand the market you're investing in. And you need to understand that from a geographical point of view. And by that, I mean you need to study history. And the best book that I've ever read to get me there, where I needed to be, is um, The Accidental Superpower by Peter Zeon. As the title um, implies, The Accidental Superpower is the United States and how we got here. This book actually starts um, with the 
the meeting in Bretton Woods in New Jersey in 1944, uh, in July, I believe it was, when the Allied forces met, came together and said, this can never happen again. And what they're referring to is World War II. And it explains how the United States uh, became the dominant force in the world's economic structure. And you need to understand that. It then steps back and goes all the way back to uh, the days in Egypt and how the world has, for, for the most part, grown up around bodies of water because bodies of water are the easiest way to navigate. Uh, if you could put a boat on a river or a barge on a river, you could move goods and services and people much faster than you could walking or riding a horse or in a buggy, uh, a horse and wagon. Or, uh, and, and before trucking, it was the most economical way to move goods and services. And you'll learn in this book that that is how the United States became the dominant force because, in fact, they're surrounded on two sides by water. Uh, they have mountains that separate their country, so it's not like you can invade from one side and come straight through. Uh, and then it has a magnificent river system, in specific, the Mississippi River, by which you can move goods up and down that river uh, at will and then connect to massive bodies of water and, and moves your goods into other countries or receive goods from other countries and distribute them. So that's how the United States uh, was in a position to become the accidental superpower. So... As I said, I want to run this like a college course. This is your first reading assignment. I don't read well. I'm, I'm dyslexic. Um, I don't, I, I, my mind does not process three-letter words. You're probably aware of that if you have seen many of my videos. Many of these new companies use three-syllable words as their names, and I can't pronounce them. Uh, I go to Google, and they tell me how to pronounce them, but I can't remember it. So... Uh, I, rather than read books, I, I subscribe to them through my Audible. I pay $16 a month, I believe it is, and I get a, a, a book every month. I listen to it, then why do I own it? Because then I study it. Uh, once I've listened to it and I said there's value there uh, and I need to understand it further and I need to have it as a reference guide, then I go and buy it. So I would say... If what you want to do is become a true investor, and, and I, I, well, I need to interject here. If you read this book, and you, you have now read more than the smartest guy in the room, uh, I'll guarantee you, um, the people, you, you go to a financial advisor, and you bring this book, and you say, have you read this? He's going to say, what's that? Don't know. Don't know anything about it. Uh, because they don't, they study today's market. They study how to trade, how to invest, how to invest for risk tolerance, not how to make a lot of money. No, that's not how they, that's not what their job is. Not to make you a lot of money, but to manage your risk. Now, I don't subscribe to that theory. I want to make a lot of money. And as a result of reading this, I understand the demographics 
of the world. And I understand the, the positions that countries like Russia and China have put themselves in. And as a result, they need to approach investing and growth differently. I understand demographics. If you have a demographics that looks anything other than a, like a pyramid, you, you've got a problem because your major workers are, are, are your, when you're first born, uh, you, you're nothing but a drain on society. All, you have to be fed, you have to be clothed, you have to be educated. Once you hit 20 years of age, now you become a consumer and you drive the con economy. You, you drive it by, as, you're, as you consume and as you accumulate debt and things, you, you make companies run. As you reach your 40s, you, you reach your highest earning years and you start savings and you start investing. And again, you drive the economy. But along the way, some of you die, okay? And so the, 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 the pyramid starts to look like this. So then as you hit 60 or 65, you retire. And once again, you become a drain on economy because you lose your health and your cost of maintaining your body goes up. And you become, and you start collecting Social Security, and because you're no longer an aggressive investor, you take your investments out of aggressive stocks, and you used to put them in CDs. Now you maybe put them in in bonds and and dividend stocks, but your investment status changes. Now, if in fact some of you haven't died, and this looks like this, that there's a swell at the top and you have an aging population, and you don't have the lower generations of the 20s to 40s and the 40s to 60s to provide the purchasing and the investment, you've got a troubled society. You've got a troubled economy. That's Japan. That's the fear that China has right now because of their uh, one-child policy from 1975 to uh, 2015. They don't have enough workers. Then they have the added problem that most of their workers are, are female uh, because they still have a very agrarian society, and those men have to stay at home and work the field. So the women they bring into uh, the factories to work. If you've ever seen a, a video of an Apple uh, phone plant in, in uh, China, you'll notice it's all women. It's all women because the men are in the fields working. Well, then they don't have babies. If they don't have babies, this lower end of the population uh, isn't as large and you then don't have the progression through of the consumers and the higher earn wage earners and your demographics get all screwed up. That's in this book. We also know that Russia has a situation where the average male dies at 57 years of age because of rampant alcoholism and, and drug use. We also know that Russia doesn't have the seaports that they need uh, to, for, for purposes of defending their country and or uh, shipping goods. And then they have the problem that they don't get along with a lot of people. Uh, so. That's what you need to learn and understand so that you can understand the investment uh, world that you live in. The, from there then, uh, once you understand that, we take a leap to the current world we live in. And 
we're living in a world of major change. The first major change was that of the digital revolution. And that's a book that you need to then read, and that is The Big Nine. The Big Nine, basically, by Amy Wood, or Amy Webb, excuse me, uh, explains how there are nine companies in the world right now who control all the data, the data that you and I generate through the digital revolution, through the, our use of the internet. And they are Alibaba, Chinese company, Microsoft, uh, Tencent, Chinese company, Apple, Baidu, a Chinese company, Facebook, Amazon, Google, and IBM. Now, I own every one of those companies except the China companies and except IBM, because basically I don't, I don't know who IBM is. Uh, I don't know they, where they fit into the equation. I don't know their CEO's name. Uh, I don't think they're part of the player, although they have uh, a leg up on quantum computing and in some areas, but right now I don't own them. But what you'll learn in this book is the importance of that data. And until you make that transition that you understand, and I mean really understand, that data replaced oil, and oil replaced gold as the most important commodities in our world. We are now the most important commodity is data. All the things that you give up free uh, through your use of Google, Apple, various devices, um, Facebook, and, and Amazon. They are collecting your data, and this is, and then they are organizing it and sorting it through the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning. And this is what's going to drive the world. And once you understand that, now you have to only look for the events that happen in this world that we're in that are going to that are going to facilitate the next element of change. Now, <clears throat> if you would have asked me that sometime in uh, late 2019, I would have told you that the element of change that was occurring that was going to most drastically affect our stock market, I would have told you the mounting national debt because our debt had grown from $4 trillion in 2020 to uh, $18 trillion in 2018. So it took us 200 years to get to uh, $4 trillion and then it took another 18 years to get to $18 trillion. So at that point, if you would have asked me, I'd said that's the most important event in my lifetime. And so as a result of it, I'm getting the hell out of the stock market because this thing's going to collapse. We cannot just keep printing money like we have been doing without having hyperinflation. And I know what hyperinflation is. I saw it in Germany after um, World War I. I see it in Venezuela. I see it in many countries where they just, without regard for the effects, they create hyperinflation. So in, in late July of 2019, I went to cash. I held a, continued to hold a little bit of Amazon 
uh, a little bit of Google, and that was about it. So then the most important event in my lifetime did occur, which trumped the national debt, and that was the coronavirus. And with the coronavirus, everything changed. Everything changed. Debt didn't matter. Debt didn't matter because we were at war with a virus. And we had to do, we, 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 we basically went back to the, the statement in Bretton Woods, 1944, July, where they said, this can never happen again. But preface to that statement, they said, we got to stop this. We got to bring this to an end and we will spend whatever it takes to make it to make it go away. So our our country was flooded with cash as it was flooded with cash. I recognized it has to go somewhere. Cash is just like rain. As it trickles down, it has to end up somewhere. Well, I knew where it was going to end up. It was going to end up in the stock market. So that's where I went back into the big six where I own Amazon, Google, uh, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, and I added Tesla. I did not invest in IBM and I did not invest in China because at that time we believed this came from China. We still believe it came from China and I didn't want any part of that. I thought there was too much risk there. So now we are at the place where I don't care how much cash they print and they are going to keep printing the cash in order to make sure that a virus never happens again. Are we through with this virus? No, no. Is the Delta variant the last variant? No, not at all. And thus we will continue to spend, print money to make sure it never happens again. The other thing that we've learned in the very short past is that we're, our supply chain is broken and we depend on other countries, mainly China, for everything we need. That has to change. And those are the things that are driving my investment philosophy. So your assignment, read these two books. If you'll read these, you'll know how we got to where we are and where we're going. And then in the next session, I'll explain to you my philosophy on where we're going, who's going to take us there, and what you need to be watching for. Not to make a quick buck today or not to do day trading or swing trading, but to invest in your future. You need to recognize that Wall Street works on a quarter by quarter basis. So they aren't investing any more than 90 days in the future. If you'll go out to one year or three years, they, they, don't, they don't have a clue. So you're now the smartest guy in the room. If you've read the, 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 the required reading material, you're getting there anyway. Okay, in my next video, I'm going to share with you my mirror, or no, my window into the future so that I can see what is going to happen. It's going to require some more reading. Um, every book that I tell you about is going to be in the description. So you have no, you, you have no excuse. If five years from now, 
we meet, and I said, did you, did you uh, make a lot of money in the last five years? No, not really. Did you read the books? And you say no, you have no excuse. No excuse. You have refused to put in the work to become wealthy. And it's really that simple. You have refused to put in the work to become wealthy. All you have to do is be smarter than the guy sitting next to you. Be the smartest guy in the room. And that requires knowledge. That requires, and if you combine it with experience, you're, you're invincible. You're invincible. And that's where I'm at. Okay. Uh, uh, this is class number one um, on Carrie's investment philosophy. I'll talk to you again soon.